Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. He was actually like our token hire. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> so I think he actually brought me on, so I take that he's, back. I'm sorry. He's in the top three hosts on this podcast. I've been listening, and he's one of the best three, so that's pretty good. <laughs> you got to get water? No, I got my water. What are you talking about? Sparkling. <laughs> it's this sparkling. Is, this is soda stream, bruh. Here comes the rocket from center. Crosses the blue line. Moves it on goal. Shoots. He scores. Henrik scores. Henrik Sedin on the power play, and it's 3 nothing. Tries a wrist shot. He scores. Quinn Hughes with his second of the afternoon. It was the power play which ended up costing the Vancouver Canucks. Elias Pettersson gives the Vancouver Canucks a power play goal and a 2-1 lead. It's an eight-game point streak for Brock Besser. And the Canucks have scored on their last three power plays. It's 4-0. We're back for another week. Welcome to the PP1 Podcast. I am joined once again by my good buds, Brady Ursel, Ted Wong, and uh, we got this guy we found <laughs> long, long time ago, back in our Jersey City days. He's done some stuff. He's, uh, I don't know, you might have heard about this guy. He's currently the sports information officer for UNBC, which is not a real job. I'm convinced of this. <laughs> um, he is the former sports anchor for CKPG, the metropolis of Prince George, award Amen. winner for Canada West Story of the Year. I don't know what that is. 2014 National RTDNA, again, I would have to Google that, Sports Story of the Year, heralded and beloved by all of Northern BC and maybe one day Canada. Um, he's a New England Patriots fan, so we may lose some followers on this. At the same time, he's going to have some stuff to talk about. But uh, our good buddy is joining us this week all the way up in the beautiful city of Prince George, Rich Abney. How are you doing, buddy? That, that was tremendous. I am uh, honored, thrilled. This is uh, one of the greatest achievements of my life, being on <laughs> one of the one of the fastest rising sports podcasts in Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't know if that's actually a thing, but I think that you guys would be on there. So we try. No, We're the fifth you best are. podcast in Kelowna. Okay. So. Is that what it is? Who's ahead of you? Is there? I didn't look. I just good? saw we didn't win first second or third and i was like oh we're fifth okay that's good i voted for you guys too <laughs> we're uh, we're behind a couple podcasts but you know we've got you on the show we pulled the goalie we've got our extra jersey city guy we're ready to climb the ranks <laughs> wow yeah thanks for having me this is excellent i'm looking at the different sets of uh, headphones going around i wore a coral sweatshirt today and when i got here the only headphones available were my uh, admin assistant's coral headphones to match my coral sweatshirt uh ted's wearing a gaming a white gaming headset. Well, this, just this, this is Fortnite. appropriate. Yeah, it's nice. You have the nicest headset going. And I, it's interesting that Hank holds the mic close to his face. There's a power to. play going on here. I have so. the best mic of everybody. I have what, what the, the industry calls an XLR mic. Yeah. So yeah, I love the XLR. You know, these, you. this isn't just like your, you know, run of the mill, a Logitech, you know, computer <laughs> microphone. This is what this is what the big boys use. So. Amen. 
Yeah, you sound great. I appreciate that. So first of all, we'll uh, introduce our our guys. Brady, welcome back. How are things going over there in uh, downtown Kelowna? Oh, man, downtown's nice. Sun's (laughs) shining. Uh, You know, spent some time out uh, the beach this week. Rode the bike some more. You know, it's been good, but I'm uh, getting ready for my move to Burnaby. Excellent. Did you find that bike lock? <laughs> no, no, oh. it's lost. It's gone. Oh man! So I can only give you one ride every six months. So you used up that token last week. Brady's streaming uh, from Osama bin Laden's cave right oh, now, which worries me. It's so dark. Yeah, the uh, the old webcam's a little dusty. Blink twice if you're okay. My God, show us show us today's newspaper. It, I don't think you can tell if I'm blinking or not. <laughs> no. It's just like well, we it's find like three hundred later. Yeah. 300 deaf or something. Oh, man. Uh, Ted Wong, our... Ted, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it was uh, a solid weekend. I had the sister down from uh, from Burnaby. That's right. Uh, so maybe she can give you a ride if you need one B. Uh, but yeah, we, I think we finally get some like decent weather out here. We hit like 27 degrees or something like that. The paddleboard was out. Uh, trying to work on that tan so that I can keep up, but you know, all the good stuff. It was good. You're killing it out there. Thanks buddy. Killing it. How are you? What did you get up to this weekend? I just finished my basement. Did some counter, oh, okay. Did some countertops. Door, door, so, door frame so, shopping? Yeah, we, we did that a while ago. No, we're, I, we're basically done the room. Got to buy some cabinet pulls, you know, go to bed, bath and beyond, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> good. The, good. Rich, the, what did you get up to this weekend, man? How was it? It was excellent. I I mowed my lawn, which is a treat. Normally not great, but a treat in Prince George when, you know, you get like a three-month period where the snowplow is not piling snow onto your lawn. Uh, So it's just super exciting to get out there and throw darts with the mower, you know. So, yeah, that was the big event. Um, I'm heading down to Vancouver tomorrow. So uh, excited to get out of the Peach for a little bit. It's been obviously COVID times. I'm a little bit uh, stressful and a little overwhelming, but hanging in there and excited to hit the road. So, how are the what's potholes? the what's the vibe out there in in PG right now? I mean, you, and how long have you been out there now? It's been a little bit, right? I left BCIT halfway through BCIT. I got a job at CKPG in 2013. <laughs> so the plan was to go for one year, and uh, we're in year seven at this point. So they got their hooks in you. Yeah, exactly. They they kind of more, they say that I don't know. Have you guys been to Prince George? I Anything? go there every year. Yep. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, what? we got. Uh, what? No, I've just been informed that there's some breaking news here. We better just cut to clip here. I think. Yeah. Oh, no. Live on location. <laughs> let's get it up and running. Hank, you got it on there. Let's let's quickly break. Just to a this, second. Please. I think I got it. Astronauts get used to eating freeze-dried <laughs> foods, but today there's something fresh. Astronauts on board the International Space Station were able to sample some red romaine lettuce. The lettuce is special because it was grown in space on the ISS. The concept of a space garden is necessary for future deep space missions, such as the one planned to visit Mars in more than 15 years. Love it. Agriculture that's out of this world. Gotta say, it seems like a better idea than eating food grown on Uranus. Uh, let's take a look at the game, at of, the the game of the night. <laughs> Accelerated physiotherapy. Wow. <laughs> what, what did we just watch there? Why were we watching? Oh, wait. That was you. Yeah. Rich? So that wow. That was your maiden voyage then, right? That was your first year. <laughs> that was yeah, um yeah, maybe my second year up there and to be honest, that wasn't all that out of the ordinary. Thanks by the way. No one's brought that up to me for about 2 days. So that was nice <laughs> to get that brought back. Up. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did a lot of cr- ridiculous crazy things up there between 
doing the robot and falling over the desk or I sang Disney every year. I wrote a rewrote a Disney song for Movember with local athletes like the Cougars and the Spruce Kings and did a whole bunch of things. And that one, that's called the kicker. Brady's going to learn this in broadcasting school, but the end, the last story in the news in, in Anchorman, it was the, the um, water skiing squirrel. If you guys, oh, remember yes. that. it's supposed to be that, that light sort of funny story at the end of the news. They never told me what the kicker was going to be because they didn't want me to have some sort of pre-built line because that always seems a little bit packaged and so that came up and uh, there was a twinkle in my eye and as soon as i said it the funny thing is if you watch that clip which doesn't lend itself well to a podcast but um the girls react like oh my god <laughs> that, which is that made it the clip went crazy yeah. but in my ear i can hear all the guys in the back and they're all laughing in my ear so i'm trying to keep a straight face as they're like there's crazy laughing in my ear and the girls are reacting so that got um it's like some guy has it on YouTube with a couple million views. James Corden showed it on his show. GQ, uh, Entertainment Tonight, Entertainment Weekly. It was, it was Time Magazine. It was the craziest <laughs> uh, week of my life. And here we are, maybe five years later, and it's, it's the first thing people bring up to it's me. It's magic. Yeah, I like how you're all like, oh, like thanks so much. It's been like two whole days since somebody mentioned. But what did you think was going to happen? I mean, I knew. You were looking for a reaction, obviously. Did you think it was going to get anything like this? You know what you do? Like every day, if you're if you're lucky enough to get a job in, in that sort of world, you're on there every single day. And that means you're doing 10 different stories in your sports section per day in one newscast. And, you, you know, you do hundreds and hundreds of them, right? So it all ends up kind of being in a bit of a phone booth until something like that happens. It actually never got put on YouTube, never got put on our website. I put it on my own Facebook just to show my friends back home. Um, look at what a child I am still. And um, you got something like 20,000 views that day. And then the next day I was out at a Cougars game and my brother sent me a screenshot and some famous Facebooky page kind of thing that shares viral stuff or whatever had shared it. And he, the screenshot said 900,000 views on the, on the Facebook, uh, that yeah. Facebook video. And I thought, Oh no. And then the next day it was, it was crazy. Couple That's million. when, all these different places got a hold of it. You learn real quick though, like that the internet is an armpit, right? So if nine people high five you today and the 10th person slaps you in the face, when you get out to your car, what you remember uh, is the guy that slapped you in the face. So, you know, you scroll through Reddit uh, comments or whatever, and you think this is hilarious. Oh, that guy likes me. Oh, that person thinks this is funny. And the next person like is hoping I uh, contract HIV or something. So, uh, you know, you, uh, you get over it pretty quick, but it is funny. When I look back, I think, yeah, it's, uh, I interviewed with, with Sportsnet and TSN within maybe three months of that. And so that was fresh off. You mentioned not to bring this up, but I was fresh wow. off winning the national sports story of the year. I'd only been in the business for maybe a year. And I'm like, oh, my career is, this is good, right? I'm trending in the right direction. And then uh, within the first like two minutes of both those interviews, uh, they both brought up <laughs> the Uranus clip and I thought, Oh no, what have I done? So but this uh, is why we're not going to hire you. Why did you bring exactly. me here? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was just, they just wanted to ask what I was thinking maybe. So it was, uh, it was a funny experience. And like I said, like the, a custodian at the university came into my office two days ago on Monday and said, I just got to say that Uranus thing made me laugh. So he'd been sitting on that for five years. So <laughs> it's nice to have this brought up again on the PP one podcast. One of the top five podcasts in Kelowna. It is. I was, uh, I was envisioned like this, like this, like scenario where it's like, 
the dude sitting in like the cop station and he does like some shit on the street or whatever like this cop and then he goes into the chief's office and he's just being yelled at by the chief for doing all the stupid shit did you get any negative reaction like that from the people you worked with or was you know, it all positive and the, the the rule like my boss gave me a pretty long leash um and the rule and, and, and this might be different with every news director but my boss was was excellent and he the rule was you just can't say something that's specifically offensive so if you say something about old people even if it's a joke and they can come and say this is why that's offensive then you've crossed a line or, or whatever it is okay people who like cats it doesn't matter if there's a group when you make a joke like a bad dad joke like that it, it's a bad joke but uh i don't know what group could be specifically maybe offended by it so that maybe we also had the chat when i was at twenty thousand views and not at um millions and millions of views so that might have <laughs> saved me a little bit too there you go yeah there you go um, As you guys know from our Jersey City days, though that doesn't see, that didn't seem that out of character. I just happened to be wearing makeup. You at were the time just on when TV and made it work. Uh, <laughs> right, so yeah. now we've we've been friends for a while, and uh, I seem to miss your annual snowball um, every mm. year, which I'm sure you're done with that basically now. Um, which seemed like a lot of fun. Facebook says it looks like a blast, but uh, right. not my mom too... likes almost every picture in the album, that's, so that and that's swaying. That's what it's definitely are for. a mom thing, right? Where they you post you post fifty pictures and they go through and like every single every picture single one. The leave album. a comment like that's cute. Oh, say yeah, hi exactly. to yeah, say hi to so so. Like mom, like you can do that yourself if you want. So but like the, they always post like ouch. Right. You know, like the ouch comment or yeah, right cute here. boys yeah. it's like okay all right no, so nice. um not too many of our friends are in the hockey hall of fame like in the <laughs> hockey hall of fame pretty sure yes. none um a little while back you had a pretty amazing experience that enshrined you in the hall uh the 3d film game seven stanley's talk, talk, game seven stanley's yeah. that's right i'm sorry 3d maybe yeah. talk about that and like uh what player i i tried looking through and i thought <laughs> you were gretzky but i don't think so what uh which player did you represent and uh like just talk about that by the way who's your research guy who's your research division doing all this pretty i don't know where that where Dude, that, I Google. Yeah. Well, I you Google. and I, you and I talked. You and I talked about this in the store one day. I do remember that. Did we? Okay. It was like hours and hours that you were in your jets that day. But yeah, yes. walk us through it. Um, Stanley's Game Seven. Yeah. So they were filming. They were opening up the TSN 3D Theater in the Hockey Hall of Fame. They're getting rid of this old theater. I had never been, so I can't speak to it. But they're really excited to open up this 3D theater. They wanted to open it with this big movie. Um, so the, the idea was it was like sort of a really high-end rec game and they're playing for this little Stanley Cup and there's a mysterious guy watching and the, the hockey is like this hard-hitting, crazy hockey. It's about a 20-minute movie, which you would think doesn't take that long to make. Um, the, the director happened to be a music video director, which seems cool, but it means he doesn't know how much it hurts to be playing hockey all day or to be getting into the boards over and over. But yeah. he really desperately wanted somebody who had missing front teeth and it just so happened that a girl that was working on the movie, I knew she was in Penticton, which is where the movie was filmed. She said, I got a guy who can still relatively skate, maybe. And uh, so I went down there. Ryan Walter was the choreographer and the sort of the hockey director. He had done Miracle and, of course, Stanley Cup winner, former captain of the National Hockey League. And uh, so I skated around. He said, that'll work. It'd be good enough. And so I was in I was in Penticton for probably 10 days. At the time, the biggest hockey star... It's kind of funny how like things change. Ty Wishart was like at the time a first round oh, yeah. pick. He's a Prince George Cougar, but he had been traded for straight up for Dan Boyle. He was he was in it, and um, the, so the hockey was was excellent. And there was a young defenseman, a very good guy who you guys would like from Penticton, 
well, he wasn't from Penticton, playing for the Penticton V's, and he was in the movie, uh, Troy Stetcher, who... No way. Yeah, so, yeah, and it quickly became obvious that he was pretty darn good. There's lots of really good CHL players. Greg Chase, who was a great player for Edmonton. Brandon McGee, who was a really good WHL player, scored 40 goals, and a bunch of NCAA guys. So what happened was all these guys had agents, so therefore they couldn't be hit. They couldn't block shots, all these sort of things. And so they thought, let's make the uh, guy who's working at Channel Lake Golf Course with no teeth <laughs> be that guy. So I actually got danger pay, which is not a good sign. And they ran me through the wall over and over. I wore maybe five different jerseys in that. And my character, I didn't know. I don't have a single line, so I don't know why I have a character name. But on IMDB, it says toothless. So that's someone's really creative. And then the two stars, it's a Gretzky versus Lemieux kind of thing. Um, the two stars, one the guy's named Darren Mann, and he's the star of a CBC show now. And the other one is Dylan Playfair, who is um, quite famously in uh, Letter Kenny, and his dad is Jim Playfair, and he's become kind of a big star now. So he was like a, a tough guy in the BCHL with merit, bad hands. He doesn't mind me saying that. And he's supposed to come in. He's Gretzky. He's supposed to come in. He's not playing Wayne Gretzky for the record, but he's a representation of. Yeah. And he's supposed to come in and split the D and go backhand bar down. And he kept towing the puck into the corner <laughs> over <laughs> and over and over again. So they had to rewrite the script and be like, this puck just has to dribble over the line <laughs> because Playfair couldn't couldn't put it where we needed it to go. So um, I ended up going to Toronto um, and watched the movie and it was fun. It was, it was cool. The kids loved it and like I said, danger pay. And I was so bruised. My hips, they had me, the guy had me to undo my helmet a couple of times because he wanted my helmet flying off on these hits. And the whole goal was to not have it like Mighty Ducks where it's you could shoot it to the middle of the net and the goalie somehow lets it in. So they wanted all the hits to look really real. So therefore, the really real wish had to hit me open ice right in the slot. And he Jeez. said to the director, he's a big boy. He's like 6'5", 220, oh. big fella. And he said to the director, we only get one shot at this because you can't like send a guy to get open ice like yeah. right in the jaw or whatever. So we did it and I just had to skate full speed with my head down <laughs> and wish put one right in my mouth. So, which is in the trailer. I'm in a Montreal jersey. If you watch the trailer, it's right in front of the net. Nugget. It it did not feel good. Sorry, I'm You're going like, long. Sorry. No, 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 no. Well, that's yeah. a great experience, man. I uh, I went down to the Hockey Hall of Fame myself. I've watched the video. Oh, have uh, you? Okay. Must you be go. pretty crazy to think how many people have seen that. I mean, there's hundreds of people filing in there every day. It felt fine until I found out you saw it. Now I'm really overwhelmed. You know? <laughs> yeah, I actually maybe I stayed and watched it twice. It was that good. So You know what? My mom... Pretty I cool place. To, I went to Toronto with my mom. It was for those RTDNAs. And I, the Hockey Hall of Fame is magic, man. It's I don't know if Brady's been there. I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's Not beautiful yet. in there. Yeah, it used to be a bank, right? So the place where actually the trophies are is the, the former vault. And it's, it's gorgeous, right? Stained glass windows and... Um, but we went in there and we were lined up for this movie. And my mom's like, I'm, and there's a bunch of kids. And my mom's like, I'm going to tell them that you're in this movie. I'm like, mom, oh, please, no. just don't. So I went to, uh, I had to go, I did run to the bathroom like Brady does pre-podcast. And, uh, and <laughs> I, when I came back, my mom had these kids gathered around her like she was telling this tale. And she had convinced the guy working to give us free copies because I was, yeah. So it was, she can't help herself. You know, moms. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. How can I make my son seem like he's the absolute hero? Like, I mean, I appreciate being in the movie, mom, but please, like, I, right. I just want to. Yeah, keep it I'm too. Like when, How could they? That's not like when I post a uh, all my articles on Facebook. My mom will share and like every single one. It can be a hot piling of garbage, 
Right. And uh, she's like, everybody, this is the best work ever. Oh, you <laughs> That's just sure my mom, no, too, man. <laughs> no ill will, right? Your mom's probably listening right now, so just be careful what you're going to say. Yeah, we, we love, love your mom, thoughts. man. We love you know your what? Mom. She was early on. She was an early supporter and your granddad. Yeah. We, we haven't yeah. had a question yeah, actually, from him in a while. I got some news about old Gramps. Oh, go in, uh, go fell. in. He's in the hospital right now. He fell? broke his tibia. So. Brady's smiling oh while he tells God. the story, which is no. really alarming to me. Well, no. you do look a little smirky, Brady. I don't know. <laughs> I tend to smirk when bad things happen. I don't know why. It's like, like funny thing. Guys are rioting right at yeah. a funeral. Yeah. yeah. Funny yeah. thing. I hit someone with a baseball bat yesterday. That's not funny. <laughs> that's all right well, well that's really good research i'm impressed that you guys knew that but you didn't know troy stetcher had the greatest career of anyone on the ice so that is guy that is crazy so how old would he have been in the filming of that just yeah, like 19 or 20 or... yeah he didn't play his 20 year old he went to uh what nodak right so he, yeah um i think he was uh maybe an 18 year old maybe a 19 year old at that point we filmed in 2012 so yeah but yeah you could tell that guy could skate that's when you realize like i'm a decent hockey player no, I'm not Ted Wong, but I, I hang in there out there and uh, just need more sock tape. Exactly. exactly. So, but you realize it's humbling as soon as you get out there and they're like, no, you're the guy that we hit. Like you're the guy we dangle. I'm like, ah, okay. okay I get where I'm at <laughs> That's here. Fair. But you feel better when, you know, stitches makes it, you could tell right away that that guy was going to be an excellent hockey player. So do you talk to any of these boys still at all? Or Troy and I are, are friends on Instagram. Um, I think he dated my cousin, maybe low key. He's got a long-term girlfriend, so I don't want to stir anything up. So yeah. He's, oh, okay. Um, and then wish I know really well. I played slow pitch with, with wish for quite a while. Him and his twin sister, Tia is like, Tia is, was on the national, um, some sort of ball, maybe fastball, fast pitch team. So she, in slow pitch if you have tremendous girls you are uh you're going to be just fine and we had excellent yeah. excellent females and tia hit clean up i think and i think i was in the nine hole playing catcher so you wow. can see where i was in the depth chart. yeah that's yeah. uh better that's than a, ty that's a pretty good a pretty good team <laughs> yes yeah they, were they have me guys. hitting nine and for the exact same reason except our team isn't that good so <laughs> like oh ryan's here I'm like how's the first person here like ryan batting ninth what so yeah. I'm just trying to find a, a batting uh, helmet that fits your dome. You know what? That's the, that's the problem. Oh, yeah, that's, I always have to grab that first. Thing. It was, it was not until this moment, uh, you know, realizing that you're going to be on the, the the pod with us tonight that I remembered that hanker sword was a thing. That's right. I don't know. It just clearly didn't catch on for very long, but uh, it's there. Hankersaurus Rex. I mean, there's so many positive things that you can do with it. Um, that's right. So yeah. So I just want to, you know, thank you for making sure that that didn't that's die. For. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just putting nicknames people don't want on them and then force feeding it. Just so. hashtag it, make it go viral, and I'm happy. So you know. Speaking of, of nicknames, Rip Rip City. Yes, sir. Big big nick. Is that still a thing? I mean, obviously you're running with a different crew out there now. Um, it's a thing in the sense that it's tattooed on my body for the rest of my life. So like, even if I didn't want it to be a thing, every time I took my tarp off, it's like, yep, uh, it's, there it's, it is. It's almost the Uranus thing at that point. People just have to ask. So. Uh, that was my first tattoo. I got it in a Celtic font, hoping to appease. She's getting multiple shout-outs in this podcast, my uh, my Irish mother, and it didn't go so well. So I got it in San Diego. Funny story. I went with my buddy. He was going to get a tattoo. Um, he wanted to get like a paradise on his shoulder, whatever that means. And, What's uh, a paradise? So, exactly. Like it was that. a dumb idea. And uh, so we got in there. He gets it all stenciled. The guy draws it up. He had a football and a guitar and a palm tree. Uh, anyways, he gets it all stenciled up, which I assume means most of the work is done and pulls pull shoot so i'm like well i i'll get one i just 
blurred out rip city because i'm a child and uh <laughs> so not from portland either I, I shouldn't be telling this story but when i'm in there i say i'm laying on my side and i say oh my gosh i could use some drugs right now meaning um like painkillers right so uh yeah. <laughs> the guy's like oh you you want drugs and i'm like what i'm like no 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 that's okay meanwhile about an hour later a guy comes in and my tattoo artist in san diego uh deals this guy drugs in the middle of my tattoo and i'm like oh no this is like i was not talking about that <laughs> right right so about three days later it's peeling a little bit which i now know is okay and i go to I mean, ted you got tattoos you i go to it's like five minute walk along the boardwalk in in pacific beach so i go to check to make sure my tattoo seems okay and uh i'm like hey is chris there or whatever his name is and they're like oh yeah no chris doesn't work here anymore <laughs> and i was like oh, that's not that's not what you want to hear three days after you got a yeah so I gonna... i'm hoping it was for dealing yeah. drugs is this gonna get infected like no you're good something yeah. yeah yeah exactly so yeah chris never worked there he's just uh... yeah chris might have yeah, just been dude, a homeless somebody guy. random i paid yeah. him in cash so chris yeah. chris was fine for a few yeah, he days. he had some really good drugs and he became a really good tattoo artist nobody <laughs> nobody walks in nobody walks in for tattoos they're they're all their books are full but, but rip got a rip got a whole back tattoo done yeah he did it on the beach it was weird with, <laughs> with a knife and a no I'm kidding yeah, yeah what, what is it again like a picture of yourself with your thumbs up or something kind of like steve-o my tattoo yeah he's why is is brayden asked me to take my shirt off would that be a first in the podcast <laughs> sadly yeah, we're not videoing this I mean, no i think i think good. we actually asked ted to take his tarp off once once well, maybe he posted, once or twice ted posts shirtless pictures on social media almost every second day that so happens I don't know what. Yeah, he actually like changed like mid podcast once back in the booth. Of course he did. It was impressive. Our lady listeners have actually skyrocketed since episode one. So, Ted, I think we... Ted's peaking right now. He might be. <laughs> episode fifty is going to be a real bummer. <laughs> uh, for, if we're peaking it already, then we're in some serious shit. Yeah. I don't mean as a podcast host. I mean literally aesthetically. You've never looked better. Okay. Oh. Well, hey, thanks. Yeah, I I'm gonna take that. That's that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Hey, nicest thing you ever did for me though, not not oh. this nice comment about peaking. Back when I got married, I was looking to borrow a ball glove off of Rich. <laughs> and uh he, he nobody knows, he lived in my parents' basement suite with, yes. with my brother. Before he got big. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, back before he got big, big. That's right. Um and I was like, that's Hey man, big. I need I need a ball glove and, and I'm like, I'm twenty five and I'm gonna start playing baseball again. And he's like, yeah, yeah, maybe tomorrow you can come pick it up tomorrow. And I show up at my mom and dad's house again for you know to, to to meet Rich. And he's just he just hands me over this dope Rawlings glove, which you know I think I googled after the fact, and it was like between 180 and 200 some odd bucks. <laughs> and says, hey, I didn't get you a wedding gift. Congratulations. So I don't know how the hell that happened. I still have this glove. I was just talking to Ryan about this glove. It's like people are like, oh, where'd you get that glove? And I was like, oh. Okay. Wedding rich. gift, yeah, wedding <laughs> gift. Christy I don't even it. remember that, but that seems like something I wouldn't do. But I'll believe you. That's yeah, great. no, it it actually happened. It was like it, oh, I think cool. it was you. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Adam. Adam didn't. Give no, it to me, no, that's. I did live with Ted's brother in Ted's parents' house, and it was an adventure because Ted's, uh, well, like Mr. Lose, my landlord, will call. Yeah, him it's, my, it's my dad. Sense. You could say that. Yeah, yeah. pops. Yeah, he yeah. would have. Uh, he was in a band. Well, I think he's been in many bands, but he was in a band, and they would play rock music. And then, so when they were done at eleven o'clock at night, I would go to bed, and then Adam would get home. He worked at Boston Pizza at the time. He'd get home at like one in the morning, and then proceed to have. 
um, guitar hero parties to like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I just had, you know, uh, different, different classic rock songs just in my head throughout my days at college and all sorts of things. Thanks to Ted's family, but the wonderful people. I love that family. There you go, Brady. And the most so, confusing family pictures maybe in the world. So Brady, so that's, that's, here's your road to yeah. success, bud. You need, when you go to BCIT, you need to basically shore up on like eighties, nineties, classic rock, Probably, you yeah. know, a handful of, uh, you know, one-hit wonders from the late 90s and 2000s. And uh, I, I think you're going to have it made. You'll end up uh, up in Fort St. John or uh, maybe up <laughs> in, like, Campbell Standard River. Death. Yeah. Prince Rupert. The Ru- you know what? Yeah. There's, uh, there's Kayla Gray was in Terrace when I was in Prince George. She used to come into town. She's become a stud now. Nabil was at CKPG hmm. before I was there. He's now oh. at ESPN. He's too big for Canada now, that guy. And... Uh, there's been some successful people that came out of there. And Jimmy you know what's Houston cool about the BCIT in... program is I, I feel like they've loosened up a little bit back. Not that I went 30 years ago, but it was very <laughs> like, if you don't want to be hard news, your marks aren't going to be good. And it feels like it's loosened up and they're really opening up. Like I know what quads in favor are. Are they currently BCIT students? Yeah. They're going to be yeah. they're they're going to be in the radio side of things when I'm, when I'm down there. Yeah. They actually, so, they're actually taking just had... advantage of the, of the facilities and, and the stuff mm-hmm. that's available to them. And it's, it's great. So I, I'm sure you'll have a blast, man. It was awesome. Yeah. I worked with some really it, uh, impressive people. Uh, Nitu Garcha. Do you guys know Nitu? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's a stud, right? So she was kind of, she was like the perfect broadcasting student uh, when she was there. And there's a whole bunch Tina Lovegreen. She's on CBC. I was with a really good group. So um, awesome. I remember getting there though. And, saying I wanted to be in sports. There's 40 people in the class. I don't know if that's changed at all. And yeah. 16 of them wanted to be in sports. And we went around the room and I realized I was about the 15th most talented of the 16 that wanted to do sports. And I thought, I'm <laughs> in deep I'm in deep trouble here. But uh, you are already for, far further ahead than I ever was. So Awesome, really thanks. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I was talking to great. Brian and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Oh, <man. laughs> this, that's how it works. So enough about Rip. We, uh, yes. we're, we're done yeah, we didn't with even uh, We didn't even talk about a Canadian Idol tryout or anything like that. <laughs> or drafted. So, we don't need to talk. You know what? We, we've we've sang your praises yeah. way too long. Um, yeah. Brady, you. I noticed that one of the first things on uh, our little rundown this week was uh, something about the NHL coming back and uh, training camp starting next week, phase three and four. Um, this is your yeah. wheelhouse, buddy. What's going on? Well, uh, the NHL and the NHLPA came to a tentative agreement, um, and it looks like uh, they got a plan in place to kind of get the ball rolling on July 13th. They kind of got a couple different phases. Uh, phase three will begin July 13th, and that's when the camps will open and uh, teams can start training and things like that. And phase three will last about two weeks. And uh, until July 26th. And then the 26th is when teams will fly to their hub cities. And hopefully phase four for August 1st is when games will get underway. So, yeah, we've got something going. And hopefully we just got to get the vote the vote now. So hopefully the vote passes and we'll see some hockey in the summertime. And they even managed to get a CBA in there somehow, which is yeah, uh, crazy, which is almost unprecedented. But I guess they were I heard the other day, like when, you know, when it all hits the fan and they need something to, to back up on all of a sudden, like these CBAs kind of come out of nowhere. Like the last two have basically come out of a work stoppage of some kind. And next thing you know, uh, we got hockey back, but as I said, I'm still skeptical and I'm going to hold that until they are playing games. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys and maybe Ted will go with you, but, uh, August long and we got playoff hockey. 
Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm semi-okay with that. Yeah, like it's it's super weird. I, I mean, I'm I'm really I'm I'm not certain what to think, and I think maybe I'm just like reserving judgment, much like you, Ryan, to see if this thing even happens or not. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of stuff still has to go down for this all to to work. I mean, there could be some sort of weird outbreak or something like that, and you know, aside from Austin Matthews getting in, maybe the rest of the Leafs walk away with COVID as well. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Um, well, I think I nine think... more players, nine more players were tested positive. Sorry, there's been like 25, 26 players. So yeah, there's definitely some viruses going around. Sorry to cut you off there. No, that's okay. I, I, uh, where was I? Yeah, I think I'm just sort of reserving judgment, right? I think, I think once games start getting underway, if they do indeed get underway, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll get into it just like everybody else, but that will probably be a little bit dependent on, you know, teams that I want to advance advancing that sort of thing. I think if, you know, something happens in Vancouver, you know, bows out early to Minnesota in the play-in, I don't know how invested I'm going to be past that. Obviously I'll be, you know, keeping it, watchful eye on it but mm-hmm. i mean i think it'll be neat i think we could all use a little bit of a distraction and maybe sports is good for that uh, but I just, i'm still hung up on how they're going to do this fan thing if they're going to do it like bundesliga or if it's going to be like korean baseball and stuffed animals in the background so i want to see that too get the stuffed henrik and daniels in like every seat T- uh, timeline wise maybe Braden, you seem to have the dates in front of you unless you yeah that off from memory what does that put the Stanley Cup final? Is somewhere in early Ooh. October or something? It would be two months after or something like that. I See, would that's what I'm not sure about because what I've heard is they, I haven't gone that far into it, but what I've heard is there's going to be uh, each hub city will have uh, three games, I believe, a day. So at noon, two o'clock, and, or no, sorry, noon, four, and eight. So with a two hour time difference, that's actually like six straight games of hockey. So for the people who are actually stuck at home and still, you know, not working because of COVID, it's going to be hockey galore, like six straight games every day. So sounds like a lot of fun. We're just going to have to get spread out in the playoffs a little bit, I would imagine though, right? They're no, for gonna... sure. I think they're going to have a couple of days off just like they always would. They're not going to yeah. be banging so that... and clanging, but just because there's going to be so many teams playing at first, they're going to have to cram it, right? Yeah, so hypothetically, if it starts when they want, you're looking at an October Stanley Cup, and then then you have your free agency, your draft, in theory, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. So you're looking at a January, probably, well, I think start co- for next season, if that's how that's going to work. What, what I've heard with- for starts is like late December or January. And I yeah. think you can also probably save a couple, you can probably save a little bit of time, considering there's not going to be much travel. Like, they're only going to have to travel to either Edmonton or Toronto. And I've heard it's going to be Edmonton for the finals, so... Um, could shave a little time off, but I think they're aiming for December, January at the latest, and they yeah. really they, and they want to also cram in 82 games. That's what they're definitely going after is 82 games. So it's so interesting that the league is holding on to their draft right now. I mm. mean, like the in, they, they sort of got a. I mean, of course, there's the extra lottery, which I heard you guys discussing on the last podcast, but they're also withholding the date of a draft. So whether mm-hmm. if the league gets called, then they bump it up, you know, because it's all about relevance and and staying in the in the ether a little bit so mm-hmm. um interesting to see what happens there i was with a good friend of mine um travis garlitz who he's a philly draft pick but he's a full-time nhl linesman now as is his brother yeah. kind of a unique perspective they just brought out the official uh, officiating crews 
I think yesterday it got announced and they're not in it, but Travis has only been in it for a couple of years full time. So that was pretty expected, but he brought up, he was just talking about how some of the discussion with officials who are affected is just, you know, we, we're talking about what, if a guy tests positive, what do you do? What do you do? And he said, but mm-hmm. let's say you're in that play in round, you know, they want to maintain a competitive standard and a competitive integrity, but Pittsburgh, or let's say Edmonton, because Edmonton's playing Chicago with Chicago, three guys test positive in Chicago and it's, you know, Debrinkat, Kane, and Taves, they're punting at that point, right? As mm-hmm. opposed to, it's such a, it's such, I mean, it's the same for everybody, but we're talking about a billion dollar business here and who gets sick is going to affect who wins the Stanley Cup quite, quite yeah. possibly, right? Exactly. And that's such a unique situation. It feels, I mean, of course it's random, so it can't be unfair, but it certainly could end up being unfair when you get to the finals, let's say mm-hmm. whoever makes it you know, Toronto and Vancouver, let's just say for the sake of Canada. Um, and going into the finals, Pedersen and Miller and Markstrom would all have their fever. Wouldn't that just I mean, be heartbreaking? But there's a there's a decent chance it happens. Maybe you're less heartbroken if it's, you know, Jay Beagle, but there's, yeah. there's it's no more likely that Jay Beagle gets it than Elias Pedersen. So it's a really interesting, and I, I know this is, this is obvious, but there could be a possibility you get to Stanley Cup game seven mm-hmm. and a handful of guys on one of the teams can't play because they because mm-hmm. they have a virus it's it's crazy no you make you make an excellent point i mean we were talking earlier before we kind of really gave it a lot of thought and we're talking about how if the canucks won there wouldn't be an asterisk next to it right but uh the minute you start the games are still being played and people are getting sick that's you, you throw up an asterisk right like i mean i would hate to lose the cup final because we lose half our players and i mean I would throw up that asterisk because I would want to say, yeah, we lost because we don't have half the players. Yeah. 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 I don't think you can be picky and choosy, about when you apply an asterisk, I mean, I've heard the asterisk thing applied in basketball. You know, if, if LeBron haters, for example, if Le- the Lakers win it this year, it's got an asterisk. Well, like that's, that's probably not true, but mm-hmm. well, I, I think that uh, hopefully the asterisk isn't applied no matter what. Cause I think this year, despite it being a little bit less of a grind, maybe from a, 82 game season, no real break, et cetera, et cetera. In, in many ways, I think it's probably harder to win the cup this year. Mm-hmm. There's more playoff teams. The, the circumstances are crazier. Um, there's all sorts of situations where I think it would be actually harder. And I think asterisks historically tend to get applied when things are easier, you know, or, or right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the league has been tainted in some sort That's of right. Way. Exactly. Yeah. They throw an asterisk on, on Mark McGuire or Barry Bonds now, or, yeah. you know, things like that, because in theory, hey, I love Barry Bonds. So do I. I. I loved Barry Bonds um, when his head was normal and not Ryan Hank's size, but he's uh, hey, that's not fair. I was born like this. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's what Tom <laughs> so Brady fan. So it sounds like we got some things in common then. Good. You're so smart. Let, um, let's, yeah, yeah let's cut to that then. So you, you mentioned the Brady thing. Um, let's cut to a quick, uh, We'll, we'll give you one more chance to to uh, be a hero here. Um, oh. As I said, you're a Pats guy. That's your, that's, those are your boys. You've been since I can remember. Um, a few big things have obviously happened in the in the off season. Touchdown Tom <laughs> has gone all the way to uh, to Tampa, mm. so he's touchdown Tampa Tom. And uh, some guy named Cam Newton is now the franchise quarterback for the Patriots. Quick, well, quick little bite here. Um, what are your thoughts on on what has happened to uh, two very important players and two uh, very interesting franchises now? 
We'll go well, around the horns. Three, three very important players. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, who's the third? Gronk. Gronk? Yeah. 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 It's uh, Gronk. I love we'll, Gronk. I'll, I'll go fast. Monster energy. Yeah, he's. There's a few different things I think that give that guy energy. He um, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm Patriots till I die, but I I certainly hope Tom tears it up in the NFC this year. It's tough division. Um, he'll have to play Drew Brees and the Saints a couple times a year, but he's got a ton of weapons. The Patriots are in trouble. As far as Cam Newton, I was really ready to roll with Jared Stidham, the fourth-round pick from last year, who didn't really look all that great in his very limited appearances the year before. But the Patriots roster has kind of been cleaned out. So quite honestly, if you look at the weapons, it's not great. They don't have much of a pass rush, etc. So I was kind of thinking this would kind of be an interesting time to kind of go into a rebuild, see what Jared Stidham can do and go from there. But we bring in Cam Newton, so I think we get better. But... We just can't compete with KC and Baltimore in the AFC at this point. So I, I don't know why we'd rather go 10 and 6 than 6 and 10, but or whatever it'll end up being. But we'll we'll see. But you still win that division, you think, right? Buffalo's pretty good. Buffalo's defense is crazy. So if they can be a little bit better offensively, they made the trade for Stephon Diggs and Jared, or excuse me, and Josh Allen gets a year better. I, there's a chance that that they're right there. But Bill is um, the great equalizer. Bill's the best coach in professional sports and uh that's good for wins in football not I wayne think. gretzky <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If the, can, the key uh... is bill wasn't very good at football which tends to make you a bit of a better football coach right i think wayne <laughs> had a tough time they always say superstars have a tough time because they can't they they think that the third line guy should see what they're seeing and uh there's the third line guy works. can't yeah. see it in there's... fact the first line so guy can't see i gotta yeah. i gotta ask you a quick question what would you rather see next season you would you rather see Billichak have a successful year? Or would you rather see Tom Brady uh, win another Super Bowl? Are you saying Bill wins the Super Bowl or Tom wins the Super Bowl? Or Bill yeah, has a successful, successful career? Year? Yeah. yeah, who would you rather see like have a successful career, uh, year next year? Bill, because I actually like Tom better than Bill, but I'd rather... But Bill is associated with the Patriots, so yeah, um, I would go with the Patriots. Yeah, I was going to say, does your heart does your heart go with you to, to, to with Tom to Tampa Bay or? I have a, I've I've got a couple Tampa uh, pieces of Tom paraphernalia already, so that yeah. that'll come out, you know, when they play Monday Night Football, etc. But I got a signed Tom picture over my shoulder in my office, got from uh, Jersey City. But no kidding, I uh, crazy. Yeah, it's a snow one, isn't it? How did this? How did this happen? Like, did you? I mean, obviously you thought about it in your head because you're 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 connected to the team. You understand when things are going on. You knew when it became a possibility that Tom was gonna or could leave. Did you go through this scenario in your head beforehand? Mm Because I know you walking around with all your you know your your TB gear made up at lids and that you know I, I know I know you I know what you're doing with that stuff. But like, did you think about that beforehand? Thinking like if Tom leaves, I'm still gonna be Patriots strong, or did it happen? And then you felt a certain way and went with it. Oh, that's a good question. Um, it had kind of been. I subscribed to a couple different podcasts, Patriot podcasts. Don't worry, not not intruding in your guys' turf. Uh, and it has sort of been the writing had been on the wall for a couple of years. They kept signing him to these one year deals. He wanted more, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He had taken some really team friendly deals and some cuts mm-hmm. earlier in his career. I think he felt a little bit. Um, he was sort of straddling that line between this is my best chance to win a Super Bowl with this team and also I'm feeling disrespected. But Bill Belichick is cutthroat. If he thinks you don't have it, he's not going to sign you to a long contract. So, um, you know, if you watch that Super Bowl against the Rams, for example, Tom was Tom was really, really bad. The offense was horrible and they, their defense, they won 
they, they held them to single digits, the most explosive team in, in the league. So I think that was a Bill Super Bowl, which was cool. And I think that the Atlanta Super Bowl, of course, the 28-3 comeback was a Tom. So there was a lot of... That was can huge. We, can we say dick swinging on this podcast? There was a lot of like, it's I'm the now. man, I'm the man. The dicks yeah. were swinging. They were. Big so dick energy. I was sort of prepared for Tom leaving. And I'm, I'm, it's kind of cool he's gone, to, he's gone away from the AFC, which was important to me. And he's in a hot place with no taxes, and he's got a ton and of lots great, of COVID. Uh, lots of COVID, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but a ton of uh, ton of weapons, so it, it'll be cool, man. Yeah. So, we'll what see. do you think then? Do you think? I mean, obviously, that's the Bill thing. If you're leaving, it's because Bill doesn't think you got it anymore. Yeah. Does Brady still got it? Yeah, I think he's gonna have a big year. Does he Gronk still got it? Well, he's yeah. I mean, everyone gets so excited because Gronk's like the biggest name in the world. Maybe a year off has helped him. Maybe a year off hasn't helped him. He's going to be patrolling the inside of that field, so and he's going to be single coverage, right? So, which is Chris Godwin and and Mike Evans are there, and then of course OJ Howard. So, it's not going to be the Boston Tea Party, but there is another tight end threat there, though. So it could be fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, so um, I'm excited. It gives me another team to cheer for, and I was having him there before Cam Newton came to the Patriots, and Jared Stidham was not going to bring us to the promised land. I was sort of thinking, okay, well. I'll enjoy this sort of interesting year and see what players step up. And then I'll sort of hop over to, to Tom and the Buccaneers in the playoffs <laughs> and ride that for a little bit. But uh, maybe Cam will get us in and get us a playoff game or two. That would be exciting. Maybe we'll play the Browns, the ugliest yeah. helmet in sports. Yeah, yeah, the Browns. Hey, listen, whenever it's another team that you want to cheer for, Rich, like I'm happy to have you. Thank you. I'm loyal, right? Yeah. I know we've yeah. talked Browns before, but like, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a weird season that's for sure. Yeah, man, I only know two Browns fans. One of them is in this podcast, and the other one is from How I Met Your Mother, also named Ted. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so there's no good way to pivot on this, but uh, we're gonna make a nice pivot? little segue we're gonna make guy. a nice little segue into uh, our uh, our chosen segment, which was actually introduced by How I Met Your Dudes and by guys. Right Said Ted. And uh, we call this little guy Dudes and Guys, which is brought to you by Players' Choice Sports Cars and Collectibles. Um, They are a diamond upper deck dealer. They are also uh, one of a handful of official online retailers for upper deck in Canada. Definitely the place to find anything you are looking for um, as far as memorabilia goes, sports cards, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm assuming, um, Frozen collectibles, which my kids seem to love. Um, One of them do anyway. Um, you can find signed Michael Jordan stuff, all of their like authentic uh, signed memorabilia, which is unbelievable. It's going to cost you a few sheets, but it is absolutely worth it. Um, next week, they have a, a case break uh, for Upper Deck Stature, which is um, the latest uh, series that's coming out. It feels like they've got these things rolling like every two weeks. It's costing me a few dollars. Um, but what they have up for us for uh, for next week, which uh, we'll be dropping the secret word um, after this, uh, you can win yourself into one of their draft spots to uh, pick yourself a card. And they're not cheap cards. Like these boxes go for, I think about a buck fifty, maybe two hundo. And there's eight cards in a pack in a box. And I think there's only like twelve boxes in a case. So like same idea. You're getting some pretty heavy stuff. I think there's. Uh, like uh, Easton uh, tags on there. I don't know if they have like s- pieces of skate, um, skate boots and that. Like it's ridiculous now. Like if you want like your favorite player with uh, something signed, their jock. 
they actually we they were talking about that the other day. There was a signed jock strap from like Eric Lindros or something like that back in the day. But I'll uh, tell you a funny jock strap story after this, by the way. A Canucks yeah. jock strap story, which uh, we'll, we'll save it. Bonus episode. So Bonus anyway, get us at least ten more listeners. It, it might get us ten more. So anyway, so uh, make sure to listen for the keyword. You're gonna have to listen to the end. But, uh, you know, keep listening and I'll, I'll give you all the deets at the end. Uh, like I said, player's choice. Dudes and guys, before uh, Ted, uh, I think Ted's in charge or who's in charge this week? I can give uh, I got the description it. and then you can give the players. Does that work, Brady? That definitely works, man. Hey, can, I give right a ahead. Quick, can I give a quick plug to Upper Deck to help you out right now? Absolutely. Yeah, I, did, I did a story on a young guy from northern BC and he, he was trying out for the Caribou Cougars in the Major Midget League, which is maybe the best team in Major Midget, kind of on a perennial basis. Biggest area that they draw from but this kid was visualizing and i was asking the coach is there any good stories going on they said oh, one kid's trying out for this team another kid's really good he's drafted there oh that kid up there he's got one leg and i went up to him goaltender um missing leg from the knee down and was playing at a level that was basically the major midget he didn't make the team his name was adam kigginsmill but i did a story on him and he was so just like aw shucks about it he lost his leg uh from a, a um, lawn mowing accident yeah. and he played goalie and uh, he told stories about his leg popping off and you have to pop it like his, his prosthetic would pop back in and et cetera, et cetera. But this really cool kid and he said something along the lines of, I don't want to be good for one leg. I just want to be a good goalie, etc." cetera. Mm-hmm. Upper deck and the Canucks got a hold of this story uh, and invited him and upper deck made a card of him. Um, wow. which got distributed as part of this sort of Heroes series. And yeah. I have a giant version of it signed. And then the Canucks had him in there. And he was spent time with Ryan Miller and all sorts of things. No so way. Upper Deck That's is a quality so cool. company. Yeah, now he is the goalie for the – he plays sledge hockey I, now for the, na- the national that. team. Oh, wow. I remember no that way. with Miller, I think, yeah. Yeah. So and now he's, he's playing for a Canadian national team. Yeah, he's on the he was on the junior team, and now he's sort of the third goalie, I think. I don't know exactly. I don't keep an eye on no the big depth deal. chart much. But, yeah, but – a pretty cool kid wow. and upper deck did an awesome they flew him down wow. him and his family and yeah so and you can only get upper deck where uh that would <laughs> be players right? choice sports cars and collectibles i mean you can get it a few <laughs> other places but you're not going to get it at a better place than that yeah they're the diamond dealer diamond dealer you don't just get diamond dealer overnight you can't just you know send away you know three uh you know three tabs from your cheerios box it doesn't work that way like you got to work you got to put in the effort you got to put in the time that's right. If they have an Adam Kingsmill card, I'd be extremely happy. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. Excellent. All right, Ted, fire it away, man. Okay, yeah, sorry. so uh, we know you're a regular listener. Hey, stop uh, apologizing. You got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so dudes and guys, basically, I mean, when you're talking on a game to game or an all time level or on a season or something like that from every game or every season or every year, there's a there's a dude who is just the guy that takes over the cream of the crop. You know, you notice him out as an MVP. Uh, and then there's the guy, which is just essentially like, yeah, yeah like he was there too, uh, but he was just a guy. It wasn't exactly a dude. So, you know, if we're talking about, um, you know, Hall of Fame videos, for example, there'd be a bunch of dudes skating around and then maybe a guy, but he's still, but he's still there. He's still a guy, right? But he's getting danger pay. But uh, <laughs> uh, in that case, you were the dude because you got danger pay. So we'll flip the script a little bit. So Brady's going to name you two probably all-time Canucks. I don't know where he's going with this. And we're going to pick one or the other. Who's the dude and who's the guy? Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll uh, go around the horn. I'll let uh, Ryan start us off here. But uh, the two guys that Hunter I've City. selected, uh, it's a little different than uh, 
weeks prior, Pound but uh, we're not going with players. We're actually going with coaches. Ryan Walter. And it's Elaine Vigneault versus Pat Quinn. Oh, Ryan, oh, who you got? <laughs> Just a second. I'm going to go get a water break. Uh, I think uh, think I think I everyone's, ent- everyone's entitled to a water break, a Brady water break right now. Um, <laughs> geez, that is a tough one. Is this for their Canucks career or their career overall? I, I I'd would say it's Can- kind of Canucks career. Canucks. Okay. But cool. it's it's however you really want to take it, man. You know, I think the tough thing is because both of them did take a team to the Stanley Cup final. Um, game seven. Game, exactly. Like, they've got I- identical, uh, you know, achievements. Pat Quinn. Uh, One of them's got a statue, though. Yeah, that's true. Did you want to let him argue or did you want to help him out with that, Brady? You know, he's got a st- <laughs> that's a fair point. The statue, that may be someone else's uh, arguing point. So, um. You know what? I'm going to go with AV. I think what he ended up turning that team into on the pro team, as well as the Manitoba Moose, which he turned into an absolute juggernaut with the Kesslers and Burroughs, and he had Edler down there. Um, I believe, was he there for Rick Rippon as well at the time? Because I think Crawford was still... Mm-hmm. He was. So he, I mean, and I'm clearly missing a lot of guys, but as far as the guys that made that transition from the minor league team all the way to the pro team. He then was able to turn, you know, the team that essentially was a defense only when Luongo got there and he turned them into essentially the best team in the NHL for, well, about a year and a half, but they were definitely making the the charge for a few years prior. And uh, he ended up coaching his way, you know, right right to the end of of that game seven. It, It sucks that you know it ended the way it did and it sucks because i think uh i think rich is just trying to figure out who pat quinn is right now <laughs> he's seriously googling he's, quinn. he's uh he's a pretty famous coach in case you i got to. hung up on the vino spelling but you'll get there it's exactly <laughs> yeah it's v-i-l no um but with elaine like it did suck because i think he got let go but i think maybe there's a chance that his his voice got a little stale in that locker room um, I'm still a little bit upset as far as the potentially starting Schneider in one of those games in the final. At the same time, Luongo was probably one solid win away from the Conn Smythe. So I was after rewatching whatever game it was. I think it was game, oh, game five or game six, where it was game game five, where they absolutely just stood on their head. Um, where Luongo was just an absolute all star in a game that they probably should have lost too. Um, I'm going to go with AV. I think uh, as great as Pat Quinn was, and I mean, for the sake of this exercise, uh, you have to pick somebody. And I think when it came down to it, as great as Pat Quinn was, and he did some awesome things for the Canucks, um, I think AV took them to that next level. And uh, we clearly saw what we had because right after that, it got really bad. So uh, my, my vote's going to go to uh, AV and uh, the BX face giggle. Hey, there you go, man. Rip. What about you, Ted? <laughs> or Ted? Yeah, got, any, uh, got anything to say about that, Ted? Yeah, I know, I know what you're trying to do here, Brady. All this bullshit with these guys trying to tug at heartstrings and and the emotional leader and and Pat Quinn, number one in our hearts. Got the got the statue. Uh, he, I don't know if he was a better GM or if he was a better coach. I mean, he had you know some some solid seasons in Vancouver. I you know what like three forty win seasons or something like that. The playoff appearance, uh, ninety four cup run. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I really think it like pales in comparison to what Vino did in his time here. And I think like probably what reflects that better than anything is the fact that when he arrived in Vancouver, he had a team 
that was and could be only successful playing a defensive strategy game. And they did that and and made the playoffs, you know, essentially defending, right? So uh, I think Gillis walked in that year, you know, said that he was going to give him a fair shake in an interview. And obviously he did something to impress to keep the job at that point. And that was probably the fact that, hey, I'm going to coach with the pieces you give me. And all Gillis did was give him pieces to go out there and, and spring an offensive team that was going to go out there and score goals. And that's what they did. I think he was really big on, I feel like he was an early adopter when it came to making like analytical choices for hockey, including like defensive zone starts and offensive zone starts and, and who's going to be applied on your penalty kill role and, and what a third line should look like for taking important faceoffs or what a fourth line should look like not living as an energy role, but maybe looking as a, a skilled line of sorts that you could deploy from time to time. So I think that, you know, I don't know where he sits on the active coach's list i think he's like second or third like that for wins right now uh, he's only a couple wins behind venio alt or sorry quinn all time in his career but i mean i know that there's international success for pat quinn but in terms of an nhl coach uh and molding and changing for the game for the types of rosters that he's given i i think he's the superior coach and i don't really even think it's close awesome uh what about you there ripper well just for the sake of this being interesting i'm gonna have to oppose these two guys uh and I think the biggest reason, you, you make good points. I mean, I think Vigneault has got the best winning percentage of any Canucks coach in history. He brought a team to President's Trophies and to within one game of the Stanley Cup championship. But I think you guys are suffering a little bit also from recency bias. So when Ted says something mm. like it's not even close, and he makes all these things about how one guy made all these adjustments and revolutionized the game and blah, 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 blah. Yet he cites nothing about Pat Quinn's adjustments and uh, ability to put together a roster and bring that team uh, all the way through to game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I'll leave the international alone. I'll leave the fact alone that he was the GM and brought in Linden. He brought in Burray. He brought in Naslin. He brought a bunch of those. We'll, we'll let that go as well because I think that that'll, that'll uh, at least make this one slightly close. But he also played for the Canucks beyond that, where he famously lit up Bobby Orr along the far boards. But I, I think that to there's a reason there's a statue there. Much like Roger Nielsen, by the way, statue as well, never won the Stanley Cup, brought a team to the Stanley Cup finals. It's a cultural thing, right? And I think that mm. we all remember the 2011 run, but the 1994 run was just as crazy. And it seems almost... It seemed more improbable in the sense that you don't think so, Ted? Is that true? He might have been yawning. No, I don't no know. man, I'm saying preach. Like, yeah, it was it was incredible. The, the the 94 run was was crazy, and that team was not a President's Trophy winning team. They were talented. Mm -hmm. They had a couple guys that go down as as greats. But when we talk about that team, we talk about Kirk McLean as though he's legendary. I think he's a two time All Star. One late in his career with Florida. One with Vancouver. We talk about Trevor Linden, who, by the way was an Olympian, was a great player. He was an all-star maybe a couple times, but he was not the level of a Sedin, for example. He was a closer to a Ryan Kessler. So you had one star on that team, right? I'd say Luongo and Sedin and Sedin were all at the level of the Pavel Berets. That Canucks team that Pat Quinn brought in 94 had more guys like those Cortinals and the Adams and the Cliff Ronnings, the Jeff Browns. Brian all these guys Glenn. That were two yeah, no, Brian maybe Glenn, exactly. Dana Merzen, right? Brett Hedekin, who's a beautiful skater, but... You, you know, you, he brought a team with a little bit more character, I think. And I, I know I started to pee off the 2011 loyalists, but <laughs> there's a reason there's a statue there. And it's because he was as good a player's coach as there was. He was tough and gruff. He was the big Irishman. And yet 
all these guys wanted to play for him. Aline Vigneault is a tremendous coach. I mean, he left, and I think the next year he brought the New York Rangers. We basically traded him for Tortorella, and the next year he yeah. was in the Stanley <laughs> Cup final again, and Tortorella was living in the States. Um, you know, it was a bit of an issue. But I think Pat Quinn goes down as the dude in this case, mm-hmm. uh, just for his impact and his lasting impact. Because when was the last time you had a conversation about Elaine Vigneault? Could Elaine Vigneault have a book? The last time we talked about Vigneault he probably was could. when Fiddler was on the uh, podcast with us, actually. Was when right. who, sorry? We had Fiddler on the podcast. Yeah, and we exactly. talked lots yeah. about uh, Vigneault. Right. Right. So like iPhone videos, which have made uh, Vigneault's laughing face last. But I don't. I think that culturally that you can't underestimate the value of what Pat Quinn did to this organization. And I know you're making reference just to his behind the bench work, but the guys he was coaching, Marcus Nasland, who kind of gets forgotten now, he gets lost a little bit in the Burray and Linden era and then the Sedin yeah. era in a yeah. sense. We forget that, I mean, the West Coast Express is beloved, but Marcus Nasland was a nominee for a Hart Trophy a nominee for the Lester B. Pearson. He was an incredible hockey player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes for Alex Stoinov, who became a firefighter a year later, I believe. So uh, Pat Quinn was an architect. Pat Quinn was a cultural guy. Pat Quinn was a hero in Vancouver. And there's a reason there's a statue of him. And there won't be a statue of the guy, Elaine Vigneault. Quick thing. Um, Elaine Love Vigneault it. and Love Gritty it. are buds. Just What's saying. that? Elaine Vigneault and Gritty are buds. That's all I can say. That's, that's fair. <laughs> That that should that should maybe sway you slightly, but awesome man. That was that was quite the uh, round table there. Um, I uh, what you said about Quinn. Uh, me personally, you know, I'm born in '93, so I honestly don't have too much memory of Quinn uh, as a coach. But I know how big his name is in Vancouver. Uh, like you said, he's a player, he was a coach, and he was a general manager. He did it all. He did from the bottom to the top. The Olympics. Um, Did you remember the 2002 Olympics? Yeah, I remember the Olympics. Don't remember anything about Pat Quinn, though. Well, the head coach of the hockey team. Oh, there you go, right? So that's pretty (laughs) big, right? So, yeah, awesome guy. He's got a statue outside of the Canucks building. Um, And he also took the Canucks to -to back-to-back divisional championships, followed up by the Stanley Cup Finals. So, yeah, it's a lot lot closer than you think. um, But actually, I got to go with Lane Vigneault, just kind of just for – more so kind of just a recent memory thing. I don't really think it's fair for me to go with Pat Quinn. You but, should cut uh, it all the part after you said, I was born in 1993, and then just cut to, I got to go with Elaine. <laughs> when you remember Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I got to go with Vigneault, guys. Like Bobby Orr or Quinn Hughes. Well, I wasn't around yeah, for exactly. Bobby Orr. Yeah, I didn't see Bobby Orr, so yeah. Oh, Brady, that was a good one. Nicely done. Usually that you make good. me last in that, that, that shit so that I can do my best to play devil's advocate, but you you got me early on that one, so nicely done. I, I don't know if I don't know if I can beat that argument, Rich. That's really good, buddy. You guys boxed me into a corner, and then I thought Brady was going to even it up like a nice. I thought so too. Imagine he decided with the, the guys that sign his checks. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I, I, I thought so too. Yeah, that like was a special I guest he was referee. Real excited on. there for the for the Rich Abney argument there. I That's so okay. over. It was no. like the yeah, Mike no, Tyson. I, I think turns. I would just have to do a lot more research to side with Quinn. Like I know how big he is in in Vancouver. I just I. I don't have enough of a personal opinion on what he actually did. What, what the rule should be when Brady comes up with uh, dudes and guys is he has to have heard of both guys. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> it, it, is a, it is an interesting scenario too, Rich, and I, I like how you bring up the fact that the reason that trophy's there is because of like, you know, the, the cultural existence and aspect of, of, of what Quinn was to the Canucks and, and how Vino isn't that. And if he somehow wins in 11 – that's probably a different story, obviously. Right. Right. Just like, I mean, I would say, I would argue that Bilicek isn't the player's coach, right? I mean, right. he, he maybe is not 
well liked. Maybe he is some sort of form of Darth Vader out there, right? But the difference <laughs> is, is that he wins, right? So it doesn't matter when when Bill leaves. I mean, there's going to be a street and a corner and and a statue. All that's going to happen for him. But the one difference is obviously winning, and Vigneault didn't have that, so they're. they're but neither, but neither did Pat Quinn, and that's yeah. exactly the point. If, if yeah, all no, you're right. Equal, you're right. right. All things yeah. equal. Why is there a Pat Quinn statue? Why is there a Pat Quinn book that was a bestseller in Canada? Right. Why was Pat Quinn the coach of the Olympic team? Why was Pat Quinn the coach of the World Junior team like eight years later? Mm-hmm. Well, he coached when Tays uh, scored three times in the shootout. Pat yeah, Quinn yeah. was the head coach of that team. Yeah. Uh, so there's all these sort of things that, uh, put it this way, I know Pat Quinn is, is since dead. His, his daughter, Callie, does a lot of work in Prince George. Very nice lady. But if, you know, they have these retirement ceremonies, if Pat Quinn walks onto the ice, and Aline Vigneault walks onto the ice, you know, they introduce them like they do. Who mm-hmm. is it even close? Who gets no. the no, bigger cheer? Not even close. Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of that Nerd Dad podcast. Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stone teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca. So we'll let the people that decide who the dude is, I guess. And I I will say that. I will say, though, although Vigneault would be my dude, I got to say, when I think of the Canucks and I think of of one coach for the Canucks, it's hands down Pat Quinn and it doesn't even come close. Sure. So does that mean you're going to swap your vote? No, no, we went there again. <laughs> oh, we got we got so many weeks I was, I was without leaving that. It open for you, it's a handicap it's match right yeah. now, boys. It's okay. Yeah, he's, he's gonna Mike Tyson. Hurt At least it's a tag turn. match. It's not a tornado tag. So. Yeah, mixed though. If you, know you got a chance. Oh. <laughs> wow, wow. You know this what? This guy's on fire. I was I I forgot. I forgot what Rich brought to the table. And, I'm trying uh, to be a recurring guest every time you I think we need a weekly uh, uh, occurrence here. We well, actually haven't had someone back for He's our black while. ace. You could be there's no friend. yeah, there's no last dance on anything. There's no last dance part two. There's no LeBron version, so we can't have you on week after week. Right. The first dance. Um, you know, you know, COVID's not as much of a thing as it used to be, so maybe we're gonna have to find different ways to get you back on the show. Hey, when you guys are a top ten podcast in Apple, I'm coming. Yeah, back. I think oh, we're geez. working for like top forty four. I think. Take it, man. Like that, yeah. You know what? You see, the podcast world is so crazy right now. Haley, do you guys know Haley Salvian? She's a writer for the Athletic in Ottawa. Uh, okay. She started, oh, yeah. she started a, a podcast called the Common Sense Common Sense Podcast. Nice. Two episodes in, they're the number five episode or number five podcast in sports on Apple. No it's, it's an Ottawa. I mean, she's got a bit of a following because she's a writer for the Athletic and her co-host is as well. So there's that built in, of course. But yeah, right. there's a possibility that you guys or whoever can climb that real quick. So you know what? There you go. We started from the bottom, and now we're here. So. Yeah, do you guys hey, do you remember um speaking of rap, Hank, this was your time, but do you remember when the game came yes. into Jersey? Yes. <laughs> I we could go, we you know what? Do we have time for this? We've, we've got uh, time yeah. for this. Yeah. So Do you know that do you guys know this story? I know this story. So this was this was one of my first uh, you know, brushes with, myself here. <laughs> brushes with a celebrity. Um back in the days when Clona had this little uh um temporary concert venue across the lake called the bluff so it was right bluff, yeah. right as you uh are leaving Kelowna to go to west Kelowna, and it was like this no leaving west Kelowna to go to Kelowna. whatever give us some credit for it being on the west side. i'm Thank sorry you. i can't do that um it was basically like a bandstand kind of deal um yeah. 
it was poorly marketed and eventually they tore it down and the person well, i think a kid a kid fell down and suffered injuries and was, there was some issues it was with bad the, the the, <laughs> the person the girl that was in charge of all the marketing stuff like she didn't pay anybody and all this stuff so i had a buddy that worked for her and he's like yeah no right this ain't gonna last very long so anyway long story short so the game um he had to change a few venues i think he was supposed to play it. Like, go figure. Like, Clone has so many amazing concert venues. And um, I think something to do with, like, a fire. There was, like, the the fire code or whatever it was. So they ended up having, um, back when the game uh, was a, a big star and having uh, yeah. gun yeah. battles he, with 50 Cent. Well, he was part of the G-Unit. Like he, yeah. uh, he was, like, a, a slightly pivot to the left of the G-Unit. He poked his head into some songs from time to time. He, he should have been playing a bigger venue than the Bluff. He should have. So anyway, er, early days for the game, and uh, so he he pokes his head like right at the end of our shift. It was a, like a Monday, I think, um, <laughs> like just random. Like this is so a typical small town, and he pops in to the store, and right away, like and the dude's like six eight. So I mean, you know, he stands out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so, he's that tall. I had no. He's idea. big. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, I had no idea he's that tall. I think he's like six seven, six eight. He's like, the game, dude. He's the game, bro. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, fair enough. So, uh, he hated or love it. The underdog's on top on that one. So, um, when that's 50 Cent, I got it wrong. I'm going to go back to my cave. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, so he comes in with his crew and he his, <laughs> also big guys, right? His, these, these are big dudes. <laughs> Um, there, there are some comments from the story that I cannot put on air, but, uh, well, we can, we can, we can, we can talk about it up. after. Yeah. He, we can clean it up. He said, he, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll oh, get, don't sorry. ruin it. Do don't you, ruin it. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right, hey, sorry. you know I what? You were we, done the story. We gave you enough love. Jeez. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. So, uh, anyway, he comes in with his entourage and he's got like, <laughs> he's got, and it's the weirdest thing. Like it, it felt like being in a rap video without the girls basically. So, and I, I, I'm dead serious. That's what it felt like. Um, and very intimidating it like I, I'm not intimidating and like this guy like I'm not scared of people and this guy I was scared of um, I'm not scared of people but this guy I was scared of so you're anyway, intimidated by his talent and his intelligence sure. and yeah okay. sure anyway so I had known his background so a little bit intimidating so anyway comes in and he's he's looking from uh, he's look he wanted a Canucks jersey like the hockey stick jersey because it had just kind of re- been re-released and he wanted to wear it for out for the concert. We're like, yeah, absolutely. So we had like an authentic, you know, the hockey stick jersey, stick and rink, and they were like big bucks, right? And I'm thinking, oh man, like I'm about to sell like a big ticket item here. And <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm a young kid and I'm trying to make my name in the sales game. And um, so he comes in there. So it's him, and he's got this. <laughs> he's got his money man, like short, not, not stocky, but like he's an average guy. Uh, then he's got like I would assume the muscle. This dude was easy, easy three hundred and fifty pounds, if not bigger. Like this guy was he the bouncer of bouncers, basically. Like big black from Rod Rob oh, Dudek. Basically, exactly. basically Rest like two yeah. T. And then and then he had this skinny little guy <laughs> eating an ice cream cone in a in a uh, in a wife beater as I don't know what the undershirt, sorry. I I, yep. I whatever. So he's standing outside, and I really didn't get what his game was, but, but uh, anyway, like the middle, the middle guy was the money guy, and uh, so he's looking, and we had a Kurt Ridley mask as well, like these fiberglass masks, 
and oh, I mean, these I things, forgot like, about that. These mask. things, yeah. you know, we had these relics in the store that, like, you knew you were never gonna sell because, like, <laughs> right. who's gonna drop four hundred dollars on something they clearly do not need? So anyway, he's like, "Yeah, I'll get that too." I'm like, "Oh man, like this is gonna be like five hundred dollars." It's a Monday in the summertime. Like we're doing, we're having two hundred dollar days, and this guy's about to like make my month. And uh, so anyway, he's like, yeah, he goes, where do you get the straps, you know, for the, I'm like, you're not supposed to wear it, man. Like, it's just like, it's a show. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> Why no, you would like, say that, I'm not sure. Why you wouldn't just like help him find straps well, like, somewhere. Some just, he's like, well, how am I going to do it? I'm like, this mask you're never going to sell because he finds out he's not supposed no, he to was wear take, it. No, he was taking it anyway. <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, I want that. So he's looking at the little, you know, snaps and he's like, well, where do I get straps? So plug to uh, your former employer. So I'm like, oh, I'll go to Chevy's. Cause they'll have they'll have uh, straps. He's like, all right. So you know, end up they all they all leave. This is right before close. We end up having the staff meeting. I'm like, you guys will never guess who just came in. I, we were, we felt like you know we felt like we were big timing, right? So anyway, um, he has the concert, and then I think it was the next day or a day after. All of a sudden, there's and this was when cell phone videos or cell phone pictures were like grainy, the flip phone. grainy yeah. at best. And uh, I, I saw a photo of him wearing, he wore the jersey and the mask on stage. It was very muffled, apparently. And then he threw them out into the crowd. <laughs> Not a good idea. Anyway, I guess. Well, the jersey's some, fine. Yeah, some dude just got absolutely torqued for this thing. And uh, I heard a few stories that kind of carried from that. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, he was. Did a- he not have a famous line that we put up in the back of the store? <laughs> so there was there's two, and one I can say on here. <laughs> right. So yeah, one. one yeah. This this was so funny. This is again when ringtones were. Um, like actual songs you could just get songs as a ringtone and uh, it was going off and flips open his phone and i don't know he's talking he's like yo man it's so and so on the chirpy i'm like well what (laughs) and all of a sudden we're like wow this must be really huge so we use that for like all of two days i think and then uh the the big dude the you know the the muscle um he proceeded (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this is the tough part so he proceeded he's looking for stuff and you know he's clearly trying to buy something as well and he goes we don't have anything that fits him for yeah the basically like he's a, he's a 4x you sold out of sold out of eight inch 5950 is here there's nothing he's, there he's a, yeah he's killing time looking at the no mark garcia para posters he's, and whatnot, he's, yeah. he's a he's a 4x probably to start <laughs> right. so anyway he goes he goes, this ain't no Jersey, Jersey City. City. This is Jersey, this is Jersey Street. Street. <laughs> he goes, they ain't got no clothes. And then he used a term that I'm not like For big guys. For big for big people. And big he, fellas. He was, he yeah. was, he this was, ain't no Jersey City. This is Jersey Street. Ain't got no clothes for big boys. Yeah. Yes. And that was posted in the back of our little storage room slash lunch room slash closet that was up on the wall for a little while. Yeah. That guy's quote. And so. that was one of my claims to fame. And now here we are talking to a guy in Prince George who is in uh, Stanley's game seven. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I went to the same school that Britain's gonna go to, which might end up being my biggest claim. To fame. So I think we've kind of come full circle on this. Um, yeah. I think we could probably national wrap- and international award-winning journalist. Yeah. We could probably wrap it up. I love how much we talked that. about the Canucks this episode. You know it's what? Like- we can do a little bit more. Are you running out of we'll, time? We'll run a bonus. Know- we'll do a bonus episode. Okay. We'll, we'll wrap up and do a quick bonus episode. Cause the can Canucks- I ask you guys one question? Because I feel no. like you're better versed in the Canucks than I. Sure. And I heard you talking about it. By the way, I heard you trying to say that if the Canucks got the one pick, that you should trade down to the two pick, which yes. is almost impossible. It's basically an impossible move to do. Is that it? Do you think so? I, I didn't That's say that story? for the record. 
No, Ryan did. Yeah, I said it. I'm standing by it. Why would the team from two trade up to one? No, 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 no. Because they want the guy. Yeah, but if they don't think that you want the guy, there you're not going to get the value. It's hard to trade from two to one. Like yeah, one but you take two. him out of spite. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that wasn't the guy we were getting anyway. You're, old, you're oh. only trading down to get the extras from him. If you're not getting the extras, then Byfield's not worth it. Too. Yeah. So yeah, but why would they give you the extras? Because you, they want Lafreniere that much more over Byfield. Come on. The, the trades up to one never happened from two. I know. It's there's no it, there's the incentivization is. We had to we had to carry the. Could you could you trade it's, down from one? Are to you two? sure? Are you sure it's never happened? No, I'm not. So, I don't know if it's ever happened, but the the two has a tough time moving up to one. Well, the Canucks actually had the first pick for a little bit before the Sedins happened. Yeah. So is that right? That. But no, we had, the, we had no, we had, we had two and three. We never had number one. No, he had to make a trade. Burke had yeah, to trade traded. for. They had one. We never, we've never ever once had the first. No, they had one for half Except of to a Dale Talon. Yeah. yeah, we had it for a minute. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. are you sure? Um, hundred percent. If you guys could pick any jersey for them to wear, is it the skate? Absolutely, the white skate. Oh, hundred percent. The white, white skate. White skate. When Pat Quinn was the coach, yeah. the white was sick. <laughs> the white was sick, but the black men on this on on the ice this year, they looked mean. They did, kind of like if I'm being if I'm being real, I really like those. I really like that millionaire's jersey. Yeah, the maroon yeah, they, one. They are, they are yeah, sick. I like, I like I like the tan the tan gloves and and yeah, I think like pretty, yeah. get some crazy crazy rad setups. I like the simplicity of like just a two color jersey, much like Detroit. I mean, I think I think that would be super. I was dope. so excited for those jerseys, and then they just came out so flat against Ottawa. All right, what? then they started Eddie Lack. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the what's the color you're wearing right now, Rich? What's that? Coral, probably. Coral, yeah. right? Is I think salmon. Coral. Yeah, a little salmon. Yeah, salmon. That that goes back to the the '93 third jersey. That's right. Right. The the red the red salmon color coral. Yeah, they're the oh, one that man. sort of that had ninety five ninety six jabroni. Yeah. All that. Remember that shitty era of like third jerseys when the gradient, with, like, the king jumping out of. Oh no, that was the oh, duck yeah, jumping duck. out of the jersey. Oh, the king, king. They had one. The kings had one kind of cartoony one like that as well. Yeah. Islanders, of course. Yeah. 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 Captain yeah. Highlighter. The kings one, I think Gretzky only wore once or something. Yeah. I think there's one picture of him in it, but I think they only wore. It. I think they only wore it once. But well, you yes. guys are uh, you guys are killers, man. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been an, I mean, clearly it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, just flows so nicely. Um, yeah, Rich, thanks so much for coming. Uh, it has been a blast. I know, uh, Brady, you didn't know a whole lot about, uh, Rich, but I think uh, you're well-versed in him now. He's got your number for sure. I got Brady's like, uh, bar technique on Twitter. Cause he ran, I'd never met him before. Don't follow him. He sends me a message. I'm Bra- <laughs> I'm Brady. See you tomorrow or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like, were we fighting in the parking lot? What a creeper, eh? <laughs> like, I just scroll through my text. I'm like, did I miss something right now? Like, you actually, did I, did I earn right? the follow but back? Hey, I'm here. Uh, hesitating. Yeah. hesitating. No, I think I do. Yeah, I think All right. I He's going to wait okay. till the podcast. I'm going to hold you to that. I follow you guys and the podcast. So, I mean, I'm not going to miss any takes. So. Hey, That's fantastic. Those are Rich, four amazing take, follows. Take the next 30 seconds. Tell us about what's going on with you. What do you got next in the docket? Where are you now? um yeah man what do you got planned for the summer just uh shameless plug time hit it i love a shameless plug time i'm up in the uh unbc home of the timberwolves <clears throat> of course because of covid canada west and U sports has canceled all sports for the fall so it's a bit of a a weird time for everybody involved in athletics no matter what the level is you you're seeing a lot of these pro mm-hmm. teams trying to figure out ways to get back like we talked about the bubble well they're having a tough time figuring it out like brady mentioned all the guys getting 
uh, still getting the virus. If they can't figure it out with the billions of dollars at stake in TV deals at the NBA level, NHL level, uh, a Canadian university is going to have a tough time. So we'll see what happens over the next little while. Uh, for me personally, I had a dream the other day. I, w I watched some of the 2010 Olympics, oh, which nice. was the best. Yes, I, There's nothing better. No. And I had a dream about writing a book about it. So uh, I woke up and I thought, it's time. So I'm going to write a book about it. I'm going to reach out to, wow. I'm not going to name drop. I'm going to reach out to a couple of the guys and see if I can get something there. And then fantastic uh, why not long-term project but uh we'll see what happens that's yeah. the next maybe goal. uh maybe one day when that's so. a big success story you'll uh you'll look back and you'll you'll write a story about the pp1 podcast yeah well you're gonna be too you'll you'll have unfollowed me by then because i want to respond to your rude messages. <laughs> <laughs> nice oh boy very cool very cool Jeez. yeah Thank you so much for having me, guys. This was a blast. So you know what? Fun, man. One quick thing, because we really didn't get this answered, and then uh, we'll, we'll do our, our outro. Um, what exactly does your job title entail? Yeah, it's a good question. Every university at the U Sports level, which is like the Canadian NCAA, yeah. used to be called the CIAU or the CIS, um, has my job. And it looks a little bit different now than it would have looked a few years ago. You live stream every game. There's, of course, live stats. There's recaps, um, photos. But now as social media has become a massive thing, of course, that's become a huge part of the game. So um, content creation, managing social media, and then on game nights and weekends, it's the prep and all that sort of stuff, eligibility, things like that. So at a big school like a UBC where you've got 55,000 students, they have a few of me at a school my size, which has got 3,000 students. Um, there's just me and that's it. So um, it's it's a really fun job, to be honest with you. And there's nothing better than being around athletes. I think you guys would probably agree with that. Yeah. Braden, your dad is an athlete. So that's cool. Um, you know, I think it's fun to be around young people and be around athletes. And I think uh, this is a cool way to do it. But we'll see. We'll see how this book does. You know, it'll hmm. take me five years and uh, go from there. I really thought that your job title was basically like uh, like a concierge kind of thing where you're just like, hey, so the weight room <laughs> is down there. Um, right. we just Here's a got, warm towel. We just got neck. new chips in the vending machine. Um, <laughs> you have to actually sign out through this book for the ping pong paddles. And right. um, Julie down the hall will give you the foosball if you need it. That was sort of my, sort of my job at BCIT. I was a res advisor um, when I was at BCIT. Are you living at res, Braden? No, I'm just in the middle of looking for a place right now, apartments oh, or something. You should stay on in housing, man. It's it is a time. Probably nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have if I was uh, thinking properly back in the day, but I missed my window. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, I was I got a call that there had been a disruption, and this guy was living in one of the 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 places, and he was one of these tech guys at BCIT. You've got trades guys, and you got tech guys and girls, and and all sorts of things. And this guy had. He was so worried about all his technical equipment in his in his room that he had built his own security system that when someone came in the room, <laughs> it would blast a medically dangerous level of volume and take like a thousand pictures of whoever had snuck into his window. So, so I get a call from my boss like, we got a problem in, I can't remember what house, it was Haida House, or they're all named after First Nations communities. And so... I go over there and this there's this poor little Filipino lady laying on the ground, <laughs> plugging her ears. <laughs> it's the poor cleaning lady oh. has opened his room to do like the usual vacuum and garbage change and has been hit with yeah. whatever the decibel level is. And I thought, this guy's the craziest human ever. He had long dreadlocks and he's sort of, he had uh, beads in his beard. 
I thought, holy, oh my God. So I'm working up at CKPG. This will become full circle and leave this bulletin board when there's a new radio person coming or we've hired, there's a new intern. This is a picture of them. Say hi to Johnny from BCIT. And there's this picture and I walk by, I'm like, how do I recognize that damn uh -oh, face? Oh my God. We've hired this new tech guy. It's the guy that ruined the Filipino lady's life. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> so, I try to, I tell the story in front of him a couple times and he like doesn't see it as weird. He's like, yeah, well, what is she doing? I'm like, oh, my God, this is. Well, I'm not going to say his name. Way. He's a great guy. He's a lovely guy. I came to really enjoy him, but I felt really bad for her. We could probably yeah, Google it. So you break into funny. somebody's room, worst case Ontario, you lose your hearing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Worst At BCIT anyway, where you got these tech guys that are way too smart for their own good. Oh my goodness. This, Beautiful. Was, this has Beautiful been way great. To, Beautiful way to cap it there. That was Boys. Great. Um, this has been, uh, as, as you all know, you can find, uh, all of us at the PP one podcast, uh, at BK Ursel 23 at T E E number three R E E. Um, myself, you at, can find me and Ted's no followers and Nobody Ryan's cares. followers. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'll laugh at that. Sure. Whatever. Uh, no one even cares. I'm always 94. You can figure me out at the PP one podcast. I'm so happy that you did make that work, Brady. Um, yeah. The other, the other uh, handle just really was weird. Was that um, at PP Wanda? Yeah. So it made us unique, but I don't. I think too unique where no one knew who we were. So yeah. And where can we find Rip? Um, and at Rich Abney, and he's he's been some places. It's pretty straight up. He's a, yeah. a great guy. I'm. I mean, obviously in person, he is a phenomenal <laughs> human being, and we love very him. Handsome. He is Thank very you. handsome. And he's got a long flow now these days. He's quit shaving his head. Yep, I he's, got off the. Uh, I haven't used run the razor over my dome since COVID. So he's like the Elliot Friedman of the UNBC world, basically. Oh my hey, god, my, he looks my... like a disaster. Hey, it's beautiful. Yeah, he's. I do listen to Thirty One Thoughts and compare and contrast PP One and Thirty One Thoughts. So <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a slight difference there. <laughs> I think Ted is the Elliot and Ryan is the Merrick. What 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 is Brady? Oh, that's right. The, he's the Friedman. I'm just being hard on Brady. We, they don't have three people on that one, so you're gonna have to pick right. a different one. He's Chris Johnson, but shorter. Okay, that's a, that's not too bad. Chris Johnson's a good insider. I'll take yeah. I'll take Jeff Merrick any day. That's for sure. Um, yeah, thanks covered again. Covered in tattoos. That thanks guy. again. Oh, that guy yeah, you know what? Is. And I'm gonna yeah. sorry. I made everybody listen to the end uh, before yeah. we drop out here. The secret word. Um, we we have to go back to that start, and I think we all know what the secret <laughs> word is gonna be. <laughs> The secret word is Uranus. So yeah, yeah. make sure uh, you message uh, the PP1 podcast on uh, Facebook. Um, you know what? We'll we'll take Twitter too if or Instagram. Like we're gonna take them all there, as well as Players Choice. And uh, we will name drop. Uh, we'll we'll do like an inst We'll we'll do some kind of post to so follow all of our stuff, and uh, we'll we'll announce it on there. And then you can get in on the draft for next week. These cards are sick. Like you got to get in. This is a commodity-based business right now for sports cards. You can get in fairly cheap and end up having a three thousand dollar hockey card. Yeah, and what's a it. what's a Patrick Mahomes rookie card worth right now? I oh, jeez, we just saw one. Half a bill, hey, not a bad little paycheck. We were talking said... about that of his card. I can't remember what his was going for. There's there's one that's getting up there. It's probably going to be in that Zion, in that uh, LeBron, in that Connor McDavid territory. So. Um, you got to watch out. Uh, I mean, Mahomes is definitely going to have one. Russell Wilson's actually got a pretty heavy one out there as well, believe it or not. So, um, anyway, 
Uranus is the secret word, so make sure you send us that. Um, other than that, guys, this has been a great The PP1 podcast. Um, At the PP1, the... Yeah. Next time I come on, um, I'm going to tell... I'll tell you guys about covering the Canucks training camp. Um, in 2015, they came to Prince George. I'll tell you the jock story and i'll tell you some funny stuff from some of those guys and from shorty and some things like that oh, see that's man. my tease just Can't in case wait. anyone's not into cards oh you know, there's, there's the hook people we're gonna yeah. we got to get this guy back rich and thank we, you so much we may also hear about canadian idol tryouts too. yeah we can do some canadian idol we can talk about all sorts of things whatever you guys want i appreciate you guys having me on it's an honor and uh you guys are good guys so beauty well, I look uh, forward to t- I look forward to retweeting two of you and uh, <laughs> I'm so hard on poor you're B. A jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you are a jerk. Oh man, you guys right, are gonna so end let's... up becoming like best buds. Rich is gonna become your mentor. This that's what's gonna happen ten years. Well, ago. I'm gonna sing at his wedding for God's sake. Jeez, it's gonna happen. Anyway, yeah. uh, on behalf of the PP One podcast, I am Ryan Hank. Peace out. Peace. Don't skip this ad. I saw your finger. You were trying to skip the ad. I didn't want to do this, and now we're stuck in it together. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of The Lens Report. The Lens Report is a snarky, humorous, yet balanced look at the headlines that fill your timeline every day. We're going to get straight to the point without muddying any of the waters. And remember, The Lens Report is not your parents' news commentary. We swear a lot here, like a whole lot. So tune in and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and find us at criermedia.co or wherever you get your fine podcasts like they say at the end of all of these ads it's podcasting why are we doing ads hi i'm mercedes nickel four-time winter olympian and host of dropping in a podcast with mercedes this is a podcast where i interview a bunch of different people i get the good the bad and the ugly as well as i share my stories along the way Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.